Hello, story lovers. I'm Laurel McCarg, and you're listening to Alligator Preserves. This is the last episode of 2018. So stick around and see what I have to say about it. Don't go away. Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. I wasn't quite sure what the topic of this episode would be until I looked at the date. It's the 28th of December, 2018, and in just a few days, it's going to be 2019. Now, for those of you who don't know me well, my birthday, the day I was born, was 1959, and we have 2019 coming up, so you do the math. Anyway, (laughs) this is uh, the end of a decade for me, and I thought I would at least look back on this year and express some gratitude. It's all the rage, you know. I'm sure if any of you have listened to any other podcast or thought leaders, it's all about starting your day or ending your day, writing down or at least expressing a few things that you're grateful for or for which you are grateful to those grammar Nazis out there. So I'm going to jump right in and talk about some things for which I am grateful before reading a short piece that I wrote about my husband, which is kind of funny, actually, and he's going to be embarrassed when he hears this. But that's okay, because he's at the top of my gratitude list. Without him, I would not have the time and the encouragement to be creative and to host this podcast, which I started last January, shortly after my last birthday. So thank you, Mike McCarg. You have no idea how grateful I am to you. And yes, I am going to read this thing later after I give my gratitude for others, such as Nicholas and Jacob, our two remarkable sons. I'm grateful when I look back that I had parents who loved me from day one, parents who lived to be almost 90 for my dad and almost 89 for my mom. So the fact that I had them in my life for most of my life is just remarkable and I feel blessed and I can't imagine what my life would have been like without them. Well, I wouldn't have had a life without them now, would I have? No, I wouldn't have. (laughs) And they gave me four remarkable sisters, Christine, Susie, Charlene, and Carol, and all of their husbands, to Keith, rest in peace, Keith, we miss you, Jim, Paul, and Michael. My brother-in-laws have encouraged me as much as my sisters over the years, and for them I am grateful. Grateful for the aunts and uncles who were involved in my life and in all my sisters' lives from early ages. Sad to say, we're, we're down to one aunt, Aunt Phyllis, We love you, my mother's sister, and all my cousins we would holiday with and and visit with. And when I think about my mom, I remember how important her girlfriends were to her. 
over the years. I remember the sip and snip parties should have in the neighborhood. Lots of sipping, not sure how much snipping got done. But mom always told us girls how important it was to have girlfriends. And so when I look back at some of the women in my life who are still in my life and still actively involved in my life and who are important to me, I go all the way back to kindergarten and Marilyn Hintza. Marilyn, you were my very first best friend in kindergarten and I am going to come see you sometime this year, next year, next year, 20, 2019. So get ready. You've visited me in so many places I've lived and uh, it's it's my turn to come and visit you. Marilyn, I love you. Um, I've had important girlfriends in so many places where we've lived. Uh, women who have taught me things along the way. Joanne Cavanaugh Bowman, my West Point roommate, my most influential West Point roommate who recently came out to visit me. And I'm going to have to do a podcast about, about that visit because, boy, did we have some fun. <laughs> Christy Smedley from Virginia. Oh my goodness. We worked together. We played together. Our kids grew up together. Nadine Collier, you saved me when we lived in Lima, Ohio. That was just not a place I ever wanted to live. And I'm glad you're in Michigan now. And I love you. Um, Oh my gosh. So many wonderful girlfriends. Carol Bellhouse. I can't say enough about Carol Bellhouse and Stephanie Spong, my wonderful author friends here in Leadville who have helped me with my writing and encouraged me and have edited my work. Oh my gosh. And have gone, spent lots of time at the hot springs with me. (laughs) It was all about research though. We were, we were researching things there. Yes, we were. Elise Sunday, photographer for the incredible 2018 calendar girls of Leadville calendar. Diane Smith, up-and-coming author who helped me at this year's Comic-Con. Sherry Randall, owner of Cookies with Altitude, who also shares a January birthday. Not the same day, but we're we're January girls. Judy Cole, amazing author. Oh my gosh, I could go on and on. We have a, I have a lot of friends. I am so, so fortunate with the women in my life, the friendships that I have made over the years in all the different places we've lived Gosh, we've moved a lot with both of us being in the Army for a time and then Mike doing the 20 years and moving every two to three years. It's kind of difficult to have lasting friendships when you move so often, but somehow I've managed to keep a hold of some wonderful, wonderful women. I I won't talk about all my boyfriends because they're out there too, but... (laughs) I just wanted to focus on my girlfriends. So, oh gosh, and I know I've probably forgotten a ton, but these are the ones that spring to my mind right now. I want to thank my Patreon patrons who, almost from the very start when I started my podcast, said, we believe in you. And we are going to help support you because we know how expensive your equipment is and you travel and you interview people and all that kind of stuff. So my Patreon patrons, I have 10 of them right now at the end of this year, Susan B. Russo, Charlene McDade, Carol Shaughnessy, Stephanie Spong, Donna Bearstein, Erin Sue Grantham, Mimi Finch, 
Mary Jelf, and my sons, Jake McCarg, and we'll say Sean Toodle. That's kind of an inside joke. <laughs> and as I hear Ranger barking in the background, probably at the UPS man or the mailman or who knows who, he's protecting me. I have to say that I'm grateful for Ranger. But back to my Patreon patrons. Thank you from the center of my heart for believing in me and for supporting this podcast. And I hope you have enjoyed the, up. we're up to nine short stories now that I have recorded for my patrons of $3 per month or more. Can't believe I've done nine short stories already. And when I get to a baker's dozen, which, you know, won't be too long, I will publish them in a book and you will all get recognized once again. I can't recognize you enough. What else am I grateful for besides just amazing people in my life? My home, having a roof over my head, a beautiful roof. I've always had a beautiful roof over my head and a beautiful home to share with friends. Food. I've never gone hungry, except when I was in the Army. That was a really long time ago, and it was good for me. Oh, I'm grateful for my fingers and my toes and all the parts of me that are still working. (laughs) And I'm grateful for today. One of these days I'll reread The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. Really a great book and helpful in refocusing priorities and thoughts because the bottom line is we only have today. Yesterday's gone. Let go of any baggage you might have from days past and, uh, look forward to, but don't stress about the future. Oh, isn't that so easy to say? (laughs) That's what the power of now is all about, though. It's about being in the moment and uh, living in the moment. It's a good reminder every now and then. All right. So now I'm going to read you that piece that I was talking about, about my husband. That's going to embarrass him, I'm sure. And it's in the introduction of my book, Hunt for Red Meat, Love Stories book one of the book series. It's uh, on Amazon if you want to check that out. It's about hunting, but it's mostly about being together with my husband in the wild and experiencing nature. And it's kind of a funny book. (laughs) But uh, several years ago, while I was waiting in a doctor's office, actually with my mom and my dad, my dad was going through some some radiation treatment at the time. I was passing the time by looking at a magazine the only time I really read magazines is when I'm in a doctor's office. <laughs> it was a Red Book magazine, and there was a contest in it called America's Hottest Husband. All I had to do was write an essay of no more than 500 words and provide photos. <laughs> Easy peasy, I thought. And I submitted the following essay along with several photos of Mike at his finest. Here's my essay. Thirty years ago, I said yes to a hunky young stud I had known for less than a year. Not long after, I also agreed to marry him. Although I thought Mike was hot before I knew where life would lead us, when I look at him now, I feel a heat that can only come from years of smoldering companionship. And no, that's not just menopause talking. What makes my man hot outside his obvious anatomical attractiveness? His strength, the kind that says, I will keep you safe, 
even when I know I can take care of myself. His kindness, which expresses the depth of his character that is even more important than his muscles. His sense of humor, even though it sometimes makes me shake my head and roll my eyes, I know that he would stand on his head for me if it would cheer me up when I'm feeling down, because he has. His trust in me that comes from respect and encourages me to do things like attend school reunions alone because he knows that I'll have more fun chatting with my friends without him pretending to enjoy himself. His patience. He will never say no when I want to open our home for friends and strays alike because he knows how happy it makes me. His generosity, the kind that lets me know I come first, unless I don't want to, and does not begrudge a frivolous purchase I might have to have. His adventuresome nature, that spirit of bold goal-setting which first caught my interest and continually reminds me that there will always be exciting times ahead. And most importantly, his brain, his constant quest for knowledge, has made him a person I love to be with. And even after 30 years of marriage, we still have stimulating things to discuss. I not only love this man... I honestly like him, too. Mike has always respected my individuality and my dreams and has recently encouraged me to leave a paying job to pursue my lifelong desire to write books. He helped me create and raise two remarkable sons. He thinks nothing of being called in the middle of the night to rescue lost hikers in our Colorado mountains. He left a soul-sucking corporate job to work as a public servant in our small community. He works and works out with a passion that inspires me, and he's neater than I am around the house. He still wears the same size as when I met him and still looks smoking in his camouflage hunting attire. My husband not only brings home the bacon, he also builds the fire and cooks it, sizzling hot and crispy, just like I want it. Now that's hot. My man possesses all of the traits I find desirable in a man, and I will follow his hot little butt to the ends of the earth. He will always be America's hottest husband in my eyes. <laughs> well, I didn't win. Mike didn't win the Red Book Hottest Husband contest probably because the photos I sent of him were typical of how I see him at his finest, smiling and sweaty and mud-covered after completing some audacious race. <laughs> but I had fun writing that, and I still think he should have won. <laughs> so as this decade for me and year for you comes to a close, I hope you will spend some time looking back at what you've accomplished, maybe what you haven't accomplished, Think about whether you really wanted to do that or if you need to move it into next year. Don't get down on yourself. I'm delighted at having launched Alligator Preserves as a podcast. And when I look back at all the interviews I've done with some really, truly fascinating people, and I hope you'll take some time to go back and check out some of those. And I am also grateful to all of you who wanted to be interviewed on Alligator Preserves. I have already a pretty full schedule starting next year. If you have a story you'd like to share with my audience, please be in touch with me. Let me know. And until then, stay upright if you're in slippery places like Leadville. 
(laughs) Stay healthy, stay happy, stay involved with people you love and who love you. And ladies out there, nurture those relationships with your girlfriends. We are a special breed. Happy New Year to you all. And I expect to have some exciting news about my writing next year. Book three of Water White. It's right around the corner. You can find today's show notes with links and photos on my website at leadvillearl.com. And if you enjoyed this and other episodes, please subscribe to Alligator Preserves on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and tell your friends about it. I hope you'll help support Alligator Preserves on Patreon. Check out the rewards you'll receive at patreon.com slash alligatorpreserves. Join me next time next year when I'll talk about something completely different. And until then, check out the preserves that you have lurking in your refrigerator. Open them up. If there's fuzz on them, you might want to get rid of them. (laughs) Start the new year with some fresh preserves. (laughs) Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard, with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com, where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at amazon.com.